0: Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on The Blaze Radio Network. Hey, this is John here from Freedom's Disciple Podcast. The only show on The Blaze where you come for the accent, where you stay for the principles and the love and defense of American exceptionalism. You're about to listen to a short clip from last weekend's show, and I'd encourage you to share it with your family and your friends. Also, please consider subscribing to our show. Search for Freedom's Disciple on SoundCloud, itunes or google play music where a new show is released for free every saturday at noon eastern thank you so much for sticking with me america as always i'm on twitter at freedom disciple facebook at freedoms disciple or jonathan dunn 58 drop me a message drop me a, a comment tell me where you think i'm wrong or where you think i'm right or where you know if i forgot something that you think was important to add i love interacting with you as much as i can both publicly and privately. I want to spend a few minutes talking about a report that's come out, and I think you'll find interesting. The one thing we need to understand is that there really is two sets of people. As I said in the last segment, there's the politicians, the spin doctors, the staffers, the media, all the people who want the status quo. And their aim is to constantly divide, constantly insert division, to insert hatred. Because they know if you are divided, you can never stand together. Your founder spoke about one people for a reason. So I want to read something out to you, and then I want to just make a few points on it. Just so you're aware, because I don't, I don't think this company, this organization is in America. But it's like your local charity. But it's a big charity. It's called Oxfam. It's a Brit- I think it's mainly British. And I want to read out to you, because this was in The Guardian this week, and it drove me out of my mind. Just listen to the first paragraph. The world's eight richest richest billionaires control the same wealth between them as the poorest half of the globe's population, according to a charity warning of an ever-increasing and dangerous concentration of wealth. In a report published to coincide with the start of the week-long world economic forum in Davos, Switzerland, Oxfam said, are you ready? Get, get, get to your safe place. Oxfam said, it was beyond grotesque that a handful of rich men headed by Microsoft founder Bill Gates are worth $426 billion, which is equivalent to the wealth of 3.6 billion people. The development charity called for a new economic model to reverse an inequality trend that it said helped to explain Brexit and Donald Trump's victory in the U.S. presidential election. Now, this is the good part, because they they finally get to a bit of substance. This is the third part, three paragraphs in, nothing bar rhetoric. It's beyond grotesque. (gasps) Oh, my God. But here's what they blame. Oxfam blamed rising inequality and aggressive rage restraint tax dodging, and the squeezing, the squeezing of producers by companies, adding that businesses were too focused on delivering ever-high returns to wealthy owners and top executives. So you get this, and you're going, oh my God, it's grotesque. Oh, oh, those rich bees. You, You can put in your own insult, whatever you want. But then they go and name them. So, just so you know, like you know, these are the eight people you have to hate: Bill Gates, head of Microsoft. I'm going to butcher this name. I apologize. Amancio Ortega, the founder of Spanish chain Zara. Our friend <laughs> Warren Buffett, the renowned investor and chief executive of Ber- Berkshire Hathaway. Carlos Slim Helu the Mexican telecoms tycoon, uh, Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook, Larry Ellison, the chief executive of Oracle, and Michael Bloomberg, <gasps> a politician. Were to... that, that is funny. I, I saw Michael Bloomberg, and I just went, okay, so let me get this straight. Michael Bloomberg is a big progressive. Talks about income in- inequality all the time. yet yeah, he's the eighth most richest person in the world. So, Shouldn't he hate himself before he comes talk to us about who he should hate? You know, one thing I always annoys the hell out of me about these politicians is none of them are poor. Especially in America, you look at America. You don't. You, you know anyone who goes bankrupt who's a, a politician? The only one I know who I don't know if he'll ever go bankrupt or not, but he's really poor. Is Mike Lee? But you go in there, you get insider trading, you get all this information, you get all this lobbying effort. You go in richer, or you go in poor and you come out rich. You know, you look at the Clintons, just the way the system operates, it's incredible. You know, why don't you, how about you start this? You go donate all your money and then go live on the average industrial wage, which in America I think is about $50,000 or $40,000. But these are in millions. So here's the thing. This drove me out of my mind because people will go, well, John, should not should income inequality exist? Sure, it should. Absolutely. Because here's the thing. That people will never answer who promote, you know, we need a fair society. We need a system that is fair. What is fair? Because here's the truth. If you want the fairest system in the world, There is one exists in in the world right now. There's one. And it is the most fairest system that you can find for what you promote. It's called North Korea. They all earn the exact same thing. Is that the vision you want of the world that everyone lives like people live in North Korea? Because that is a pretty fair system. Regardless of what you do, you earn the same. And you have the same opportunities as everyone else. None. The only people who do well in North Korea are about a handful of people who are connected to the president. Who own all the businesses. But the average person, that is the fair system. Is that the system they want to put in place? Are you seriously telling me North Korea is the way to go? You know, you get other people who ask these questions, you know, what are the implications for people on our planet? And what should we do about this? You know, because you, know, you can't have eight people having the same wealth as 50% of the world. It's just not fair. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that is never ever discussed by our friends who promote this, you know, the grotesque, you know, Oxfam, the media, the Guardian. Do you know the one question that's never asked? How much work did Bill Gates have to put in to Microsoft to get it where it is today? How much work, how much blood, sweat, and tears did Amancio Ortega, and I don't know these. These could be really bad guys, by the way. If they're like Buffett and Gates, they probably are. But how much blood, sweat, and tears did they have to do to get the Zara? How much did Jeff Bezos have to do to get Amazon? Mark Zuckerberg, up all night, working all hours, God sent, creating, innovating, Constantly making themselves and their products better that everyone can use. But let's just focus in on one. Forget what your personal views of him are. Mark Zuckerberg. Is there anyone who can argue that the creation of Facebook hasn't been a net positive for the world? Are there things that Facebook do that I don't like? Sure. Every company does things I don't like. But the creation of an app, a system on the internet called Facebook, is incredible for me. You know, someone like me, we can just talk over the over the internet. I can talk to people 6,000 miles away. It used to be I could just physically type the messages and have great interaction with them. Now you can physically ring someone on Facebook. It's a great way for people like me to share our work. It's a great place for, for media places to share their work. It's a great way to interact with people. I would not have half the friends I have if it wasn't for Facebook. So even though he's rich, am I I to hate Mark Zuckerberg because he's one of the, the the wealthy eight? Or should I look at what he's done and what he's helped create? Because here's the thing. He created something that people use, that people want, and it's become a viable business. Surely that's something we should celebrate. Surely that is something we should celebrate. Should income inequality exist? Absolutely. Because here's the thing. If someone works their butt off and they have a great product and you buy that product, surely it is not right then for someone to come and say, well, you know what, I know all the people said I love your product. Let's just take an an iPad. When Apple created the iPad first, it was the first iPad, and everyone went and bought it. That was innovation. That was someone's idea. Then went through the blood, sweat and tears of putting it up on a whiteboard, you know, designing it, making it happen, cost sourcing the stuff, putting it all together, all the little bits and pieces together. That took a lot of blood, sweat and tears and equity in the hope that us, the consumers, would buy it. We bought it because we thought, wow, this is an iPad. This is incredible. Instead of having a you know, a desktop PC or a laptop, which is big and bulky, I can have the thing that's slightly bigger than my hand and probably about the same thickness if you've got big, chubby hands like me. That is the power, and you can do so much in it. You can listen to music. You can take photographs. You can go onto your email. You can go onto the Internet. You can play games on it. You can get apps. You can read on it. You can listen to music. You can listen to podcasts. You can listen to books. That is a net benefit for society. And then they went and created the iPhone. These are all things that are net benefits to society. It makes the world a lot better place. Don't we want people who make the world a better place to become rich? And not someone who, well, just sits there and and you know maybe does nothing or doesn't have a job or you know just works a, you know should that should a, a person who sweeps the streets earn the same as a cop earn the same as someone who creates an ipad who earns and earn the same as someone who i don't know creates the next drug for cancer you know i'd love to ask all these people who talk about income inequality and say okay so there's this person and they have created this pill and if you take this pill at a certain point in your life, it guarantees you a guaranteed medical fact you won't get cancer. Or if you get cancer, this other pill will stop it, it will cure it. You won't have to go through drink chemo, you won't have to go through radiotherapy. You take a pill and it goes. Is there anyone who doesn't believe that says, in who believes in income inequality would say, that person who creates that pill? He should have or she should have the wealth of the whole world. Is there anyone who would argue with that? I'm sure there are many people who go, well, that's not fair. You know, all they did was create a drug to cure cancer. I'm sure they would. Nothing surprises me in this world with the media and the spin doctors. Or how about if we created a system of... I'm trying to think of, of things. If we cure, if we cured heart disease again with a pill, is there anyone who would say that is not that person does not deserve to be filthy rich? Now it's up to them whether they take it or whether they don't. But is there anyone who says that person does not deserve to be wealthy? Does not deserve to be wealthy? But let's look at it on the flip side. Most people who listen to this will have some type of positive feeling about a person like Mother Teresa. All she did through her life, if someone, if people came together and no government, if people came together and said, you know what, I've seen all your work and we're inspired and we're going to do a GoFundMe because this this is years ago, let's say she's still alive or the the next Mother Teresa. And we said, we're going to give you a billion dollars. Is anyone ever going to say, well, that's the wealth of a million people? How can you do that? That's not fair. That's inequality. And let's say we said to her, Mother Teresa or whoever who it is, you have that billion dollars. You can spend it on ever how you want. If you want to go spend that billion on yourself, go for it. Is that, is that, is that unfair? Would anyone object to that? Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing that we need to say. Like I said in the first part, do you want to get even or do you want to get ahead? Because the problem is, we can't point to a system in the world that says that's the best system. Because in America, in Europe, in the rest of the world, we all have a similar system. The left, depending on the way you see things, the left want big government. They want their big government programs, they want redistribution of wealth, you know, they want more benefits, more, you know, government programs. And the right want big business. There is no free market system. So in some point what they are talking about does have some merit on the undertones. They don't ever mention this. They'll always wrap it up in big government. You know, should what should be done? Government needs to have a better system. You know, we need a fairer tax code. We need to get rid of these tax dodgers. We need more benefits. We need to redistribute the wealth. No, you don't. Over the coming weeks and months, and I'm going to start next week because there's an article I saw which I cannot wait to share with you. It's about a famous footballer and what he did with his billions. And I want to break it down for you next week. But here's what I believe we need. We need a traditional free market system that your founders had. That America had up until maybe, depending at different points, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago. There is a reason that from the birth of Christ to 1776, the world saw little to very net positive gain. They used the same tools. They did things the same way. And then boom, America was founded. 1776, 1791, 1800, 1860, the Industrial Revolution. Then all of a sudden, you had your first manpower flight. And then in 50 years, what happened? You went to the moon. And now look at us. We have so much information and technology at our fingertips. In 2017, that happened because of a free market. But I do believe we need to tackle poverty in, in a new way. It's the only sentence they said that I agree with. We need to empower people. We need to make them independent. And we need to change this mentality that you have so, looking at a fat man and saying, and then seeing a skinny man going, well, the fat man is fat because he took something from the skinny man. That is incre- what we need to do because let me give you one last personal example I am blessed to call Glenn Beck a friend he's one of my personal heroes he's my boss he owns this content exclusive rights to it Glenn has worked, I don't know how much Glenn has worked because you never get the right figure with Glenn because a lot of people equate the blaze to him and it doesn't work that way because he's not a 100% owner but let's, let's put it this way. Glenn is not poor. You know, Glenn has a lovely house. He has his own jet. He has a lovely car. I don't have my own house. I don't have my own jet. And I don't have my own car. I share it with someone over here. Glenn has gold. I don't have gold. Glenn has investments. I don't have investments. Glenn has a pension. I don't have a pension. Glenn owns a company. I don't own a company. Glenn has a lot of, I don't know, the ownership, and it doesn't matter. I'm just giving you this as an example. Glenn has a lot of historical artifacts. I've seen some of them. The Willy Wonka, uh, the, the, the Golden Ticket. Remember when I saw that, it was just incredible. George Washington's compass. I was like, oh, my God. And by the way, yes, I did feel his fingertip where his indent is, and it's absolutely George Washington indent. I firmly believe it. It's incredible. He has all this stuff I don't. Should I hate Glenn Beck? Should I sit here and go, you know, just this income inequality, Glenn, it's not fair. You have all these things and I don't have anything. You know, if you are to do your balance sheet, you'd have all of that I said and a hell of a lot more. If you do my balance sheet, um, it's quite embarrassing. Here's the thing. I didn't create the blaze. I don't have a syndicated radio program. I don't have my own TV show. I don't have, I didn't build a company. I didn't do all these events. I didn't write, how many books I think it was like 12 or 13 books now? I didn't write those. He did. In what world is it okay for me to say, yeah, Glenn, I know you wrote this book, all these books, and yeah, I know you did all these events, and yeah, you have your own t- radio station which 10 million people listen to, and yeah, you have your own TV show, and yeah, you have your own company, But and I don't have any of that, but you earn too much money and I should have some of it. In what world does people think that is fair? In what world does anyone think that that is right? Glenn has that money. Because people listen to him, people watch him, people buy his stuff, people buy products from his company, and yes, he has that money and I don't. That is why. He did it, I didn't. He could, I can't. He wants to, I don't. But here's the thing that annoys me the most about income inequality is we just bunch people, you're a number on a balance sheet. There is nothing about the individual. And I've said this many times. One of the reasons I admire Glenn is for this. He could have chosen a very easy route in life. He could have said, you know what? I don't fancy stress. Don't fancy. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do my 3-hour radio show in the morning, and I'm going to make it the biggest, the best, the most fun, unique program ever. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over to Fox and I'm going to do my 5 p.m. show and I'm going to earn millions doing it. And hey, if anyone ever says to me, well, what, Glenn, what did I do for the movement? Well, I can say, well, I spoke for three hours a day on radio and then I did an hour-long TV show. I explained to you your history. I explained to you the Constitution. I explained to you, you know, stories. I shared them with you. And then it's up to you to take them and do something. But, you know, as far as helping the movement, you know, I've, my conscience is clear. I've done a lot. He could have chose that path. He didn't. He invested money. He invested in money in a company called The Blaze. He set it up. And for reasons I still never understood, he decided, hey, there's an Irish guy. Let's have him on the network. Let's give him his show. That is what people like Glenn have done. And I'm not using Glenn as an example because everyone who listens to this show know who Glenn Beck is. But there are plenty of business owners. Apple are the exact same. Apple could have done the exact same thing. Now, they would never have had the success they had, but Apple could have done the same thing. We are just going to perfect the Mac and the MacBook. They didn't. They went and made an iPad, an iPhone, an iWatch. All these extra products. They're constantly innovating. Constantly making the world better. I was reading an article. week I don't think we have them over here. I'm not sure if they're even released in America yet. You know, these wireless earphones? I think that's going to be incredible. Technology is incredible. Innovation. People should profit from what they create. If you come up with an idea for wireless earphones, for the iPhone, for the iPad, you deserve to be rewarded for that. Especially if people decide, hey, I'm going to buy your product and I'm going to buy lots of it because it makes our world better. Who is some person sitting at a desk in Oxfam or some politician or some spin doctor to come and say you know that money you're wearing that's income inequality you suck and sadly sadly because of the world we live in there are a lot of people who will read this article from the guardian which i'll share who will read that and go i hate those eight people they're sick they're selfish they're greedy." I gotta take a quick break, America. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on Demand. The Blaze Radio Network.